Hi, this is Marcus. Um, just before you start listening to the episode, which is in Goya, by the way, um, well, you probably noticed that because it actually said Goya on the description of the podcast. Um, just to say, if you head over to modernartisrubbish.com, we've got all the images there that we talk about on the show. That's modernartisrubbish.com. And also, uh, if you listen to the end, uh, we've got an exclusive new track released by Modern Art is Rubbish, and it's entitled Goya. So I hope you enjoy the show. And by the way, we've got an extra guest on there, Sam Weldon, who's a painter who we talked to uh, last week. Okay, so I hope you enjoy it, and uh, I better get inside because it's started to rain by the look of it. Welcome to Modern Art is Rubbish podcast. Are you all right, Tom? Hey, Marcus. Are you all right? Are you all right? Sam. Sam from last week. People, so if people don't know who Sam is, who are you, Sam? I'm briefly? Sam Weldon. I'm a friend of Tom and Marcus's and um, I indulge in artworks myself. And uh, and it's uh, I'm very glad to be here. Thank you for having oh, me yeah, back. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, if people don't know who Sam is, uh, please listen to our previous podcast, uh, which we did last week. And uh, Sam, you talk about your art and you can see your There's art. There's stuff yeah. there about yeah. my paintings. But, yeah. but we got you here because we're going to be talking about Goya. 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 And um, he's very painterly and I'm... I'm kind of like I use watercolours, and Tom, what do you use? You, you, you're, you're, you're in chalk at the moment. You're in kiddie chalk. Chalk, balls. yeah. I've got chalk thing going on at yeah, the moment. Yeah, you take it away cruelly. Do you cruelly take it away from your child while they're drawing or not? Uh, why would I do that? You wouldn't. No, you've got a chalk addiction. Yeah, yeah. Chalk right. addiction. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I officially, re- I officially withdraw that unfair comment. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, it's already gone into podcast mode. This is serious stuff, though. Isn't I know, Goya, I know. Right? It's yeah. Goya! Goya. Goya. I mean, looking at it here, yeah. So, um, Goya. Right, I better give a little intro. Should we, are you up for a little intro, everyone? Oh, yes. yeah. Basically, uh, Goya is a Spanish... Well, Francisco Goya. He's a, a famous and celebrated Spanish painter from the 1700s, moving into so moving from the 1700s into the early 1800s, and he was a painter. For, I think he was f- the first truly modern painter, and he started off as a uh, a guy who was working on happy tapestries, making designs, and then he became a royal court painter. And then he ended up experiencing horrors of war and then painted a lot of nightmarish scenes. And particularly uh, noted that he got quite ill, which caused him to go deaf. Why Why do you say he's the first like modern painter? Because it's quite, it's quite uh, old-fashioned, he seems. 
Yeah, well, I know he's, he's, he does probably now, but he's, he's not like he's, a painfluencer. Painfluencer <laughs> is that is that an illness? Painflu- I've got painfluencer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll influence some pain. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, why is well, he like modern? Pain. He's modern because of we we will we will go more into that in the the. Uh, well, can can we touch on it now? Is we it is it just the style? Well, it's his style. It's also the way that he painted. Uh, his painting style, yeah. um, also the 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 subject matter, mm-hmm. and you know the, the images of war, the way he painted as well. So it made him very very ahead of his time. And these images still look modern today. And I think that's a lot of the time, a lot of the reason why is when you look at his work, it still looks fresh, fresh, yeah, yeah, fresh and fly. They were from Grange Hill. That was a band in Fresh and Fly. Wow. I don't know why I remember that, and it's totally random. To people from around the other corners of the world will not know who what Grange Hill is. It's a school programme, wasn't it? But big in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, big yeah. in the 80s. We all brought up on Grange Hill. Um, and Beta Grove. Uh, Beta Grove. Can <laughs> yeah. you do a, a little... I've got to do the little bit of a biography bit about... Goya, just to oh, build it. You want some, just some, some piano some, notes? Some little piano notes. Maybe sombre... Well, not sober, I don't know. Where he was born in uh, March the 30th, 1746, in the village of Fuentendos. I can't say it, Fuentendos. My Spanish ain't great. Yeah, and then they moved to Zaragoza in the year of 1749. This is too experimental, isn't it? I don't know, it's a contrast. Do you like it? Do you like it? No, it's kick I don't mind. Oh, too experimental, like Zaragoza or the piano music. Yeah, my saying of Zaragoza. And anyway... At the age of 14. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, anything yeah, goes. I mean, what? Of course it goes. I mean, anything look goes. at it. Look at these graphics. These images. They, anything know, does go. It is going. You know so, I mean. um, at the age of 14, in 1760, he became an apprentice Ooh. to an artist. Oh, liking it. I like the little punctuations there. In 1763 and 1766, he submitted works to the Spanish Royal Academy, but was not accepted to school. And in 1770, he went to Italy to learn about the old master paints. He wasn't they, accepted. They used to have like art competitions in the like 18th century, yeah, and they didn't yeah. accept him, but probably because he was ahead of his time, and they didn't know what he was You're doing. Just too good. Yeah. You're just too they good. They couldn't work it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the fact because you always have to go to places, didn't you? Imagine like because these days you stay at home and go on, on Instagram yeah. and all, or in, but in those days you had to travel to Italy. It's quite yeah. expensive. Yeah. And right. you are either in or you're out. Okay. And then, uh, can I have some more experiment? I was liking your experimental punctuation, right? Oh. It's, it's 1771, he won a second prize in painting competition organised by the city of Parma. Can I play the guitar? Well, yeah, if you want to play the guitar, let's get, let's get full experimental and modern. This is, this is out there, man. <laughs> This is really out there. Goya! Right, and in seven and and in 1773, at the age of 27, he was married. And you know what? He had eight children, and only one of them lived into adulthood. Right, and in 1775, he moved to Madrid. They weren't all killed by freak paintbrush accidents, were they? No, there was no... Well, freak paint... What an imagination. <laughs> You're so modern. 
<laughs> so that was very experimental. So, and in 1780, he was elected to the Royal Academy. Oh, Academy. Academy. Uh, do you know what the problem is? Is my Spanish is really non-existent yeah. so I'm trying French to say it's really right. it's really English or Spanish yeah my, so Spanglish Spanglish so that's what they yeah. call it isn't it and then in 1783 he was um, a, his brother a brother uh, uh, sorry a favourite of King Charles III commissioned Goya to paint his portrait is King and Charles was, III is that a Spanish king yes it was I think he's uh, yes it was Anyway, so this brings us to the first of his paintings. So which painting? Can you show us which one it. we're looking at? We're looking at this one. Is this we're the Royal this one Court and, scene? Yeah. It's, it's dated 1783 to 1784. Yeah. And it uh, was commissioned by Charles III's brother, Louis of Spain. The portrait subject is uh, a picture of him and his wife. And... Um, some friends and their children. What I like about it is this really informal kind of portrait. It looks like a photograph yeah, like a photo. in, in some ways. In it, Only in its informality, not in the way it's painted necessarily. But you, you've got like a person, there's several people on the left and yeah. one's even lo lo looking he almost is. like it like, looks like he's looking at the camera. Directly directly grinning. At the, at the one's camera. grinning. At yeah, this is a cheeky it's scam, sort isn't of, it? You want to know what's going on with this guy and his grin. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a guy leaning over behind the chair, sort of in the moment. So it's yeah. not, it's not, it's quite natural, isn't it? It's not yeah, very yeah. staged, like, yeah. And it's even got someone there with paint brushes and, uh, ah. and paints. Is that... That's Goya. That's Goya himself. himself. He's, he's painted himself into yeah. the into yeah. the scene. Yeah, and there's a famous that's inspired by a famous painting by Velasquez that was done a few years before, and uh, he featured himself in a scene also. So that's been done before, and it's kind of it's kind of quite cheeky to put Goya in him. You know, put himself in that portrait. Yeah, it's a good bit of self-promotion, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really yeah. interesting scene. And what I love is if you look at what I think, one of the things you're saying about him being modern, if you look at the background, it's very, very loosely painted, all the drapes and everything. Yeah. Very sort of broad brush strokes. Big swathes of colour as well, isn't it? Big yeah. areas of colour. So it's really nice how loosely painted. Now, things, uh, portraits were quite stiff at that kind of time and he's he's if you look at and this is a real Goya trademark if you look at the edges of his canvas he kind of like fades out uh, the way he paints so when he paints stuff it kind of like blurs out into just painterly brush strokes yeah 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 is that why he's one of your favorites Goya? well you he is can one of your tell favorites, it's paint yeah. can't you yeah. he's using that substance paint and you yeah, can tell he's not hiding yeah. away from it you know he's loving it's a celebration of paint it's lovely, and also, yeah. if you know, interestingly, on the table, which you can't really see in these images I've given you, but there's a pack of deck of cards, and they're kind of like, you know, oh, yeah. used to sort of like indicate uh, games and, and you know, the, the love of, uh, of reading, of card readings like tarot. Oh, tarot like was big then, was it? Yes, those card readings. So certainly, I mean, I, I know, I was watching a program as a side thing that... Mm. Uh, it was about the Ottoman Empire uh, invasion on Constantinople. And he decided, even though he the odds looked really stacked against him, to do a final push to invade and take over the city. Uh, the uh, Mehmet, I think his name was, the Sultan, uh, uh, the Ottoman Sultan, and to take over Constantinople when he was told by a, 
a Serbian princess that the stars, his stars, predicted that he would succeed. So, yeah. so those kind of readings and stuff were really quite, quite big. And I'm taking that that may have been that. It may have just been yeah. a game or something. Well, they're very symbolic. Aren't yeah. They? yeah, they're different. They have different sort of cards yes. in Spain than they do. We have the hearts, diamonds, clubs, blades. Yes. Don't they have like cups and? Yes, yeah, so cups is very taste from the tarot as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's very, very interesting. Yeah, the suits, different, different suits. suits. Yeah. yeah. So it should be noted at the time he was doing these kind of royal portraits, and that, and you know they're very flattering and very you know he wasn't he he was later as we we mentioned to go on to paint more dark subjects, but he was these are very flattering kind of portraits, and also at the time it should be noted he made a lot of he made money from making tapestries because tapestries were very very popular at the time as well so he would draw lovely s scenes for rich people scenes of poor people having jolly times is that like oh, yeah. damien hurst spots spots damien the knee, hurst? Dots, I don't, yeah. do loads of dot paintings just to make money wasn't it oh we did spin paintings was well, yeah. i don't know i don't know i wouldn't yeah he did do he did release some prints yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's, it's like selling out isn't it well he did he, he, he's earning money I yeah earning money. Well, but yeah. the other yeah. thing yeah. as well is i think when goya did yeah. these things like portraits and stuff you had to do this in order to get your name yeah you had, it was a set line you had to be good you had to start getting to tapestry to earn money to be able to concentrate on people your art like and get your name out there and then get patrons from yeah. it so that's it's kind of so why you had to do it otherwise you couldn't really yeah. become an artist you had to you know you really had to get in with the so royals. these designs for tapestries they weren't proper paintings were they just sort no, of no no like he did the designs and then people would designs. weave them would yeah. weave them into tapestries yeah so the next one i've done is is quite one of his i don't know if controversial is quite the right word but it's called Le Maya Desnuda, which is a nude Maya. A Maya is like a form of, I think it's a form of like a dress, a costume. A Spanish. And dress. basically in 1797 to 1800, he did two portraits for a rich patron. And one is of a woman, and it's called the Dressed, uh, Dressed Maya, um, which she's wearing Turkish sort of a, a, a lot. She's reclining. Attire. And she's, it's a woman reclining and she's wearing clingy Turkish style clothing. Yeah, clo bed, bed, clothes for bed. Oh, clothes for bed. Nice, nice. Yeah, they're sort of like yeah. uh, 18th century equivalent of PJs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, With I suppose so, probably. I, I, I haven't looked into that, but yes. I like the golden slippers. Yeah. Nice. And she's very confident in her pose. She's sort of like got hands behind her head and she's reclining. She's saying she's very confident as a person. And then, as a complementary painting to this, she's in the exactly same pose, lying down on a bed, head propped up on a pillow, and she's completely naked. Not even golden slippers. No, no there is no golden slippers. And again, what you, I, I mean, painterly, from a painter point of view, it's very well, beautifully executed. What would you it say is. then? It's nice. So you can get the silk, can't you? You can get the sense of the silk on the on the bed spread. Yeah. Would they call it bed spread? Um, it is. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's bold in 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 the way it's painted and the subject matter. Yeah. 
Are they supposed to be seen together, like we're looking at them together? Well, there was rumours that they were on some kind of contraption where you could spin it round so that she would be like clothed and then suddenly unclothed. Where do those rumours come from? I don't know. I don't know where those rumours come from. But um, it was once described as those... Uh, I don't know if you ever... There used to be these pens, right, that we... that There was two sources in, in school, right, for... Uh, allegedly, apparently, when I was at school, for, for seeing nudes. And it was either nude playing cards, playing cards with nudes, or these pens. And what these pens would be like is you'd have a pen and it'd have a dressed woman and then you'd turn it upside down and it'd be an unclothed woman. Um, just that was sounds, all we had back then. Sa- yeah, sounds <laughs> like you're describing like subjects of Goya paintings. Well, except for the pen, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't want to make aspersions. What, what this, uh, what the but person that, who paid for these used them for? It may have been for the benefit of schoolboys. Oh, the very rich schoolboys, because they would have had to have <laughs> access to aristocracy. To be able to go in and see that room, I reckon that I, I have no idea. Mainly I'm, for men in suits. I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah. big palaces. You know, it's it's beautifully executed. But the the other thing I would say is, looking at her, she's very confident, and 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 the person who's done it is very confident in her sexuality, and in a you know looking at for it modernised because obviously it's very tame for to by today's mm. standards, but it's. It, it, it seems like she's very liberated. She's yeah. not. She's not. She's not passive. No. It, she's not allowing there to look at go. Look at me. Yeah. Well, she's confronting the viewer, isn't she, yeah. with her gaze? Yeah. Do you feel confronted, yes. Tom? Yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. as well. Yeah, I, you know, good on it. And and apparently that was of his uh, Goya's friend, the Duchess of Alba. I've heard about the yeah. Now she was a she was like a sort of aristocracy, and she was good friends with guys. She was nearly uh, half his age, uh, over half his age. So he and she was a friend and model of his. There were suggestions, and people made theories about other things, but there's no real evidence of that. Apart from this, <laughs> there's no evidence there was anything going on except for the nude portraits. <laughs> That's all we have to go on. Goya, Goya. Right. So it was all looking quite happy for Goya, wasn't it? Around about that time, you know, the uh, early, early nineteenth century, Court late, late late uh, 18th century and then sadly in 1808 uh, Napoleon the uh, French leader used the excuse of boosting his troops in Portugal to steal the Spanish monarchy and he left his brother Joseph on authority and attempts to evict members of the Spanish royal family from Madrid sparked a nationwide uprising the popular rebellion was eventually defeated by the armies on the 3rd of May 1808. So basically, France walks into Spain and says, we want to take you over. Mm. The Spanish get very upset, obviously. So then you would have thought, well, couldn't Napoleon have just gone directly to Portugal on one of his boats, many boats? Yeah, another time for it's someone just... using a really weak excuse yeah. for war, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of... But what I find really interesting with Goyen, this is what I want to... It's 
the idea that suddenly like cruelty and bad people doing bad things in war is a new thing and it's not a new no. thing it's been war is like that and Goya depicts this very brilliantly and uh, this is why I've picked a couple of paintings now okay so in 1814 Goya produced two paintings depicting the cruelty and violence of the French occupation of Spain and they've they're both names, uh, their names are, are dates. So one's called the 2nd of May, 1808, and the other one's called the 3rd of May, 1808. And the first shows a riot, uh, and that's the 2nd of May, and the second one, called the 3rd of May, shows the consequences of their actions and what happens to these Spanish rebels against the French. So, I mean, looking at this painting, what you've got is you've got a riot and you've got lots of several French soldiers and they're all most of them on a horseback and you've got all these um, you know you've got the Spanish insurgents and they're rising up and they've got their knives and they're attacking attacking the the uh, French and for instance there's there's one guy and he's got a knife out and you can see he's dragging a uh, French soldier off his horse and he's just about to stab him you know, and it's a really—I don't know what you guys think—but it's a really quite a—it's uh, mm. quite, it's quite noisy, a isn't it? It's noisy. Noisy. You can hear yeah, it. Noisy, and you yeah. can, it's got a lot of activity going on in it, isn't it? Yeah. And you can see there, it's yeah, it, it's it's violent. And you know, the, if you look in the left, there's a dead uh, French soldier in the corner. And it's chaotic. It's utterly chaos. And that's—I mean—that's what war is, isn't it? It's—it's it's showing you what the, what it's like. It's just people dead at the feet of horses. Even a horse is getting yeah. sort of attacks there. Yeah. And then we move to the second picture, which is called the third of May, which was painted in eighteen fourteen, and basically shows the consequences of this guy's actions. Now this work, uh, you know. Uh, it depicts the Spanish insurgents, which we saw in the last picture, being executed by the French army, who at the time were occupying Madrid. And it's night time, and in the centre, there's a man who's in a white shirt, and he's lit up by his lantern, and his arms are outstretched in a Christ-like pose. So he's been painted so he's slightly larger than the other figures. And he's exactly the same man that was seen stabbing the soldier uh, off the horse in the previous picture. And there's others that were featured in the previous picture that are either lying dead or cowering, scared around him. And they're like, and some people are like being freshly executed. He's he's had a change of clothes overnight, hasn't he? He's got a, no. Well, he's just taken his jacket off. I think they've taken his jacket off to shoot him because he's probably had a leather jacket or something like that. His trousers different. His trousers yeah. different. Yeah. 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 So he's got a uh, change for the. Uh, yes, he has actually. I didn't notice that. He's got a change of clothing for his execution. Yeah, so it looks like they're a firing squad, but yes. I can't see if they're guns or is it knives? What's really interesting, well, I think they still have bayonets. their bayonets. Bayonets, yeah. 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 And what's really interesting, and this is, again, is another reason why I think Goy is quite a modern painter, is the, the French men that are standing, the French soldiers are standing there all ready to, to mm. shoot. 
and they're almost like painted like one mass yeah one they're all you can't see their faces they're turned away from us and they're on the left yeah the right hand side of the yeah, picture they look like hackers don't they hackers yeah hackers like today if you saw a hacker uh, on the news yeah. it'll be an image like this a hood, a hooded hood. man yes 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 yeah yes, with yeah. a like masked face so sort of anonymous yeah. anonymous Faceless. yeah but they 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 are like a machine aren't they yeah it is it's it's painted exactly yeah. it's painted like a war machine and what i find really interesting and probably you do as a painter yourself is in the image they you know he he paints them he paints the first one the one in the foreground in more yeah. detail oh, as yeah. they gradually go away he becomes looser and looser with his paints so he lets you do the work uh, uh, yeah. and he keeps it very painterly and it's the same in the foreground where the people are dead he reduces some of the blood spatters to just like slabs of paint they don't it doesn't look like blood but it's just let your bright he's just like thick brushworks mm. of red paint yeah that you because you see the scene you will fill in the blanks and you just know that that's blood yeah even though it looks do you see what i mean as a as a, as a painter it's quite interesting i think yeah did you find that yeah and and the riflemen they sort of become sort of shapes abstract shapes the further it goes back doesn't it? yes Mm. yeah and so they they sort of think that the the red paint you're talking about sort of is that a forbearer of impressionism well i i don't know what yeah. what critics thought it's just a kind of like an observation that yeah. I've, I've i've made and again the the picture is massive it's a really big picture i don't know what the exact dimensions are i'll probably put it on the website but it's a bit yeah. you know what i mean it's also on that grand kind of history scale and i also like the fact that he's the figures almost look a bit cartoonish. Yeah, they do. do yeah, you, I always thought that's a really interesting style because it's it's about what he's depicting, and I don't think the the idea of he's not trying for photorealism, which a lot of people were mm. trying for. He's he's trying for his impressions and to tell the story. Yes, an incredible story. Yeah. yeah, that's what I think it is, isn't that? And in this one picture. light source seems to be coming from a box of lights. Yes. And that lantern, lantern. Do you, I mean, if you see Tom, if you look at the lantern, it's it's very kind of like modern in the in the way it's depicted. I mean, it may well be the shape of the lantern, but it's and the way he's yeah, it looks IKEA, doesn't it? It looks IKEA. Yeah, it's an IKEA. It does look like an IKEA lantern, actually. It'd be like a club or something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like cool. And there's a town in the distance, isn't there? You can just make out in, in the... Oh, yeah. yes. And a lot of the uh, people are holding their faces in their heads. Yeah. So yeah. He's, he's heightened the drama there, isn't he, with that? Is that, right? Is that a dramatic effect? Yeah. Pretty dramatic. Yeah. He also... So he's done these paintings, but he also... How he got real, really famous i would probably say is because he produced a series of etchings which were again because etchings basically you know isn't it if the process is where i you 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 scrape on a copper plate and then you make prints from it so you can mass produce images now um he produced a series from between 1810 and 1820 and it's a series of 82 prints and they're called the disasters of war in english spanish is los disastros de la guerra i hope i've pronounced that reasonably okay 
and they are etching showing many horrific scenes of the Peninsula War, which it was known as, um, when Napoleon's French army occupied Spain. They're actually, the, the interesting thing as well is these were printed 35 years later. So Goya never got to see the series completed. So he never, sorry, he never saw them printed. He yet. never saw the, the the set printed. Yeah, no. so all he saw is what he did the engraving on. He the, may have seen the old proof and the old practice, yeah. but he never saw them out as as a full set. Wow, so. he just sort of churned them out and yeah. let them out into the world. So I, I've picked a couple, and the first one is is interesting, and it's actually uh, uh, what it is is a picture of a of a woman, and again these are black and white. And it's called uh, Key Valor uh, or Quavella, and it's what 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 courage, and it's a picture of a woman, and there's lots of Spanish people lying dead at her feet, and she's lighting a cannon. Now, what this is, is the French were attacking the city of Zaragoza, and uh, as many Spanish lay dead or wounded, a woman known as Augustina, uh, Augustina of Aragon took a torch from a fallen Spaniard and lit a cannon. Uh, the cannon that was actually loaded and ready to, about to be fired. And basically, so shocked were the uh, invading French at the time um, by the sight of a woman firing cannon, because they weren't expecting, when they were going to war, they were expecting just to have soldiers, not to have men, or basically men, women, children, just all going for them they yeah. weren't expecting it was such a shock to them that they actually at this stage they called off the assault when they saw a woman they thought we didn't we didn't come here to f start fighting women this is ridiculous this is like what and uh they weren't expecting it so they actually called off the assault i don't know if they retried it but at that point they were so shocked by it so yeah. that's why she's kind of a legend and in zaragoza she's got a uh a statue yeah. to herself yeah. Uh, erected Augustine did you say her name uh, uh, Augustina Augustina of Aragon she was known as yeah now uh, the other one I've picked which is called this is worse now this is based on an incident that took place in 1808 in a town called Chinchon um, and basically it was two French soldiers who were killed by rebels so the French as they, as soldier armies, nasty armies do during war, retaliated by massacring some local men. And the, in this picture, you see the image of a naked, mutilated body of a rebel with his arm chopped off, and he's impaled on a tree in a particularly unpleasant place, which people will see when I put the image up. And you can see a, uh, a soldier a, uh, lying dead, at the bottom of the tree, I'm presuming it's the killed tree. The killed tree? The killed soldier. The tree's already dead, long dead. It's quite a shocking image. And it's, do you know what, what the image says to me was when I look at it, I just, I don't think it's like, oh my gosh, look at this, you know, like, you know, you go to heaven and this is what happens with war. What I think makes it truly shocking is the fact that it's, it's just when you get killed you just it just feels like there's no spirituality no christianity uh, there it's just uh, someone killed and they're dead and that's it and there's no kind of justice there's no kind of voice it's really it's quite a stark Bleak. image and it's not hopeless be before yeah, even the tree seems to have been dismembered yes 
the tree looks like it's been it been chopped off, and I suppose it probably further emphasises that. But that's again what makes him really modern is because before a lot of paintings would have just had like focus on subjects of Christianity, and like if someone got their head chopped off, it would be be salvation or there'd be a moral story. Mm. There's no, it's almost like there's no moral in it. It's just this is just what war is. This is what happens, and there's no salvation for anyone. That's what I feel anyway. That's what yeah. I feel. Yeah. So, now, again, I must say, uh, point out something, again, to stress, is when he was painting these, you also have to remember that Goya, in 1792, going back a bit, he contracted an unidentified illness, you know, that made him temporarily uh, paralysed and partially blind, and it left him permanently deaf. So, you've got a guy that's also would have been looking a lot inwards and quite introspective, mm. you know, when he's been ill. So he's also got that darkness around him. Yeah. You know, so he, he has these kind of, he must have had nightmarish visions, uh, you know, not to concentrate too much on it because he's such a great artist. You know, I think that's more important, his art, than, than his mental health state. I think that's an interesting thing. Again, I don't want to take away from his artistry by focusing too much on that on his therapy sessions yeah on his therapy sessions yeah <laughs> but i don't want to skip ahead but he, he ended up okay didn't he at the end of his life he was in a sort of well what they might say a happy place well a happy, in, in bordeaux or somewhere well you know skipping towards his end of his life apparently he was visited by his family and he was so overjoyed and he died in 1828 um, just his one child that survived childhood. yes 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 and his family and he was so he apparently was so overjoyed that it caused him to have a heart attack and die he wasn't used to to that much joy, joy yeah. now a short advertisement break okay so uh francisco is that your name uh yeah yes my first name second name is goya I, i'm i'm a bit oh, yeah, yeah i'm what is troubling you? Yeah, Come on, yeah. spit it out. Tell me that I'm here to listen. I know I've only got. How much longer have I got being with my uh, my my therapist? How long have I got to, to tell you about? Well, this? you've got a full hour, so oh, you might great. as well. Oh, so... Thank you. You've, you're so kind. You've been so sympathetic to me. Uh, basically, I've been having these nightmares, and I, I've got like I, I wait. I've got this t turtle art print, and I wake up and. I keep thinking that someone's ripped it up and I can't get back to sleep and I don't know what to do. I feel like someone's going to rip up my, my, my turtle art print, which is unique, of course. Francisco, I have trained for many years to do this work and I've never heard anything so ridiculous as that. Everybody <laughs> knows if you want to get high-definition turtle art print, all you have to do is go to modernartisrubbish.com, subscribe to the mailing list, and you can download another one. Get off my couch and stop wasting both my time and your time. So just head over to modernartisrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list to get your free artwork and to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. Now we've talked about his death, we better do the paintings just before, talk about the paintings just before his death. And in February 
1819, Goya bought her country house and he called it Quinta del Sordo, which is House of the Death Man, which is quite an apt name really. And he painted a series of works that are actually on the walls. And they were called the Black Paintings. They comprised of 14 works and they were all put on the wall of his house. And he painted between 1819 and 1823. They're very dark in nature. Mm. So I picked two particularly dark ones. And one, the first one is called The Witch's Sabbath. Now the Witch's Sabbath, you can see here, is like a group of people and they're all very looking very scared and they've all got very horrific and grotesque I think is the word. They're almost like mask-like fear mm. on their faces. And it appears that Satan has appeared to them in goat form. Mm. And you can see there's a, like a coven, what I think is a coven of terrified witches. They were quite, yeah. yeah, you don't want to be a witch when Satan's yeah. just arrived. It looks like a sort of bad trip at the Stone Circle at Glastonbury. Oh, my God. Did you yeah. see, uh, what, what, have you had any bad trips at Stan, Glastonbury? Uh, no. no but you could imagine. Good, <laughs> only, only good vibes at Glastonbury. Yeah. yeah. Especially the stone circles. Well, yeah. I suppose you better. Yeah, it, it has that, you know, that geographical, locational, stone circle-ish kind of aura about it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. But also, I suppose, if you've been doing black magic and you thought, well, yeah, this is the way to get ahead in life, you know, not be a nice white witch, but be a black witch, and suddenly Satan appears, you're going to think, I've made a few bad choices. Yeah, I don't know about... Satan doesn't go with witchcraft, is it? I, for some reason, I've put them all in the same bracket. Is this well, they're everyone, they all practice magic, don't they? Some yeah. are, some are approved like... You've got like, good witches, you got bad yeah, witches. But, yeah, but I mean... Good, mad, good, go, Oz, good goats and bad goats. Good yeah. goats, bad goats. Good, well, Billy good goats. Billy Gruff, I, he was a yeah. bad goat. Was he, was he a bad, bad goat? Oh, he might have been a good goat. I don't know, was he a good goat? You can't mix up You don't yeah. want to mix up the no. goats, because you end up... Might, you might respect. You might be ended up feeding yeah. Satan or something. This is true. You don't want to be like mixing Satan with good goats. This is uh, precarious territory. But quite grotesque. And again, he's got his broad brush strokes going. Yeah. There, hasn't he? Yes. Uh, and again, very modern. Very modern. Very modern. I've what? seen this on a larger scale on a TV documentary. Yeah. And it made me think of Philip Guston's legs. Oh, yes, the painting. Some, yeah. the, the, the composition of it, sort of congested. Yeah. So he Philip Guston, you're talking, he's, he's, he's a, he a does like later. big bold paintings and it's like it's like big round red hairy creatures with one single big bulbous eyes yeah that kind of yeah yeah if you can imagine yes yes no uh, i can it, see it, that. Yeah. yeah i'll put a uh, link to one put, of yeah maybe you could put them both it. together yeah, nice. yeah yeah the whole um i don't know the whole something um the next one is the uh it's called saturn devouring his son and now um this was uh, it's a graphic image of the god Saturn, and he's uh, famous. It's a Greco-Roman god, and he's feasting on the headless corpse of his young son, and the child's head and part of the left arm have already been consumed, and he grabs tightly around the waist of his son as he takes another bite from the left arm. Uh, basically, Saturn was a Roman god, uh, based on the Greek god Cronus, and he hears of a prophecy that said one of his sons would overthrow him, just as he had overthrown his father. So to stop this happening, Saturn 
ate his children shortly after they were born. And his wife, uh, Ops, however, managed to hide Jupiter on the island of Crete and Jupiter in the end overthrew his father. So the, the moral of that story is don't eat your kids if you think they're going to get ahead of you. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're a, a mother in that situation, take them to Crete. Take the baby to Crete <laughs> ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's a powerful, it's a powerful thing, and I, I mean, as do I, do get in touch with the show if you are a mother in that situation. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but it is a powerful thing, as we talked about it a couple of shows ago on on VR when I was talking about virtual reality. I've experienced being eaten by Saturn. Wow! With my VR headset on. Yeah, I would like to hear that podcast. Well, I'll yes, you listen that, to it. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll put a link on it on the uh, web page. Virtual reality. Yes, here, it's not. It? I don't recommend, I mean, as I said to you, Tom, I don't recommend getting eaten by Saturn. It's not a fun experience. No, no. Gods don't, don't treat you well when they No, eat. so you would have thought this old guy, Saturn, could just grow old gracefully and let the generations grow, you know. Yeah. It's sort of, yeah. It's the old, he's a bit of a jealous father, really, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a bit demented, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And the other thing that's interesting and controversial, so uh, apparently... The painting used to used to have a uh, an erect penis. Saturn used ah. to have an erect penis, and it's been somehow it's been lost. So it was about fertility. Well, you know. It was lost yeah. during the Victorian era, I presume. It got, <laughs> lost. Oh, got mysteriously <laughs> like covered over, as we've covered on other yeah. art. Yes, we did with Vermeer. We yeah. had the same situation. It's mysteriously how paintings get painted over and it completely changes the meaning because if yeah. you think about that when he's got that is he either excited about it or is it about fertility is it yeah. about the fact that he thinks by it's gonna you know by stopping his son overthrowing him he's gonna be virile and still all powerful it's a yeah makes a big difference to how you read a painting when it hasn't got an erect penis on it yeah, yeah. i mean it's already an intense painting isn't yeah. It? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Goya, Goya, Goya. Um, so, yes. our Goya episode. So, any any final thoughts before we do the social media quiz, where where I ask questions which are exactly the same answers every time, relating to our social media addresses oh yeah so where can we see any where in the world can we see like goya's painting goya is madrid mainly madrid, mainly yeah. madrid yeah i mean i'll put links and if i find any extra videos because this is what i like doing on the website is if i find extra videos or yeah. where people are talking about these paintings from youtube i stick the links on there so it's not just the pictures to refer to there's always extra extra little bonus bits on nice. the website Again, we always recommend that people, if they can, listen to us on iTunes or on Spotify. No, can listen on the website as well. Yeah, yeah. I'll be so, going to Instagram. Right? Oh, yes, nice, yeah, nice right. touch here. Right, okay. So, uh, uh, 
social media quiz just to so so people know where they can get hold of us right oh yeah we love a quiz yeah because it's going i think i'm gonna pick a car theme right so you're broken down on the motorway yeah it's got nothing to do with goya is it at all but that's all i could think is there of a car called goya picasso yeah like saturn saturn, saturn, saturn yeah. yeah yeah do you reckon yeah but you won't yeah it would devour your petrol no, well, it do doesn't quite days, work. You know? That worked in my head, and then when yeah. I said it out, it didn't. So you're broken down on the motorway, right? And you think I need. You're broken down. Yeah. Desperate. Yeah. And you think, right? Well, I need to email one place or one podcast. Who who do you email? And what would the address be? Well, I'd have to. There's only one place, isn't there? Um, what else is it? RAC or AA? No, can we, no, can we discuss? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, no. Um, it's going to be modern art, it's rubbish. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. How would, you, how would you write that? Correct. Info at. Info at. Modernartisrubbish.com. Modernartisrubbish.com. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, you, the, the AO man arrives and he realises that he's um, forgotten his toolkit. You suggest to him that he might go on iTunes and do something. What might that be? Um, leave a five-star review for Modern Art is Rubbish. Excellent. And finally, right, if you want to find out where our Instagram is or where the website is, where do you head to? Uh, where would you head to, Tom? Sahara Desert again? Is no, it, not is Sahara it? The Amazon. That's last the Amazon. week. The Amazon. The jungle. Yeah. That was, well, that was jungle, last week. It? That was last oh, week. that was Chris. last week. All right, um, um, info at no modernartisrubbish.com I'd go to modernartisrubbish.com yes. modernartisrubbish.com yeah. right and finally exclusive news dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Modern Art is Rubbish is now making music and we're going to play out with a track called Goya which you've probably heard interspersed throughout this podcast little teaser bits of it so this song is called Goya and you head over to Spotify and just look up for Modern Art is Rubbish to hear it. There's silence. <laughs> Come on! Yeah. So it's just goodbyes. Goodbye. To Archer. Goya, 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 Goya. Love